0: Welcome to the Holistic Work Podcast. I'm Flip Brown, your host and founder of Business Culture Consultants. The mission of this podcast is to bring together individuals who want work to work well, who strive for a balanced and resilient lifestyle, and who have a commitment to social, economic, climate, and racial justice. Feel free to check out the whole series, along with other resources, at businesscultureconsultants.com. Thanks for finding your way here. So let's talk about how death can improve your business. I know what you're thinking. Man, what a buzzkill. Hey, Flip, I mean, isn't this supposed to be fun and informative and lighthearted? Well, yeah, and let's face it. Death is inevitable, but death comes in many forms, and let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, when you're in your twenties, thirties, maybe even forties and fifties, unless you've had a direct personal experience, you kind of keep it at arm's length or several miles away. You just think, "Yeah, I know about this. Um, yeah, it's inevitable. Blah blah blah." But you know, I got other things to think about. However if you can integrate the fact that someday you won't be here anymore, the integration of mortality can actually be a motivator if it's not based on fear. So when we think about life and living, we know that there are cycles. I mean, we don't freak out about the fact that we were born um, unless we had a particularly difficult birth. Well, you might think about, well, where was I before I was born? And, you know, that's a door we won't go through right now. But these natural cycles occur in nature, they occur in business, and they occur in our natural lives. We live in a culture, at least here in the Western world, that really doesn't deal with death well. I think it's getting a little better in my lifetime, but, you know, it's a youth culture, it's let's do some airbrushing, let's, you know, deny our age, whatever. But we're all headed to that point where, as my mentor and poet David White says, at some point you will realize that you will be saying goodbye to everyone you've ever known, or they will be saying goodbye to you. So how does this relate to business? Well, first of all, Do you have your ducks in a reasonable order such that if someone needed to come in and pick up your business, close it out or continue it either way, would there be sufficient clarity? Have you done the work to make sure that it can continue without really stressing people out? Now, I've seen people who know that they're going to die, You know, they have either terminal disease or they're just recognizing that, you know, they're getting older and it's definitely going to happen. So they make sure that not only things like wills and trusts and bank accounts and IRAs and all that stuff has a clear line of succession. And these days, there's also sort of the digital will how do you take care of all the stuff that's on our hard drives and oh my gosh i as i'm saying this i'm realizing that you know i have quite a collection of stuff that i should get in better order but the idea is that you're not just going to leave a complete and total mess for someone to pick up and this is particularly important if you have co-owners partners or employees i know I'm trying to make money, I'm trying to just run my business, I don't have time for this stuff. But think about it as a gift to those who you care about, your family, your customers, um, and your your employees. Now, death in a business can occur in many different ways. We're not just talking about the owner keeling over here. Sometimes we have to face the death of a relationship, We hire someone or we go into business with someone, and over time, maybe a short period of time, maybe a longer period of time, we realize, you know what, it just isn't a match. It's not going to work out, and I need to figure out a way to say goodbye. And that is often what we would call the death of a dream. You had this dream that this important person would work out, that You would be in alignment, that you would have a shared vision for the future and work to achieve it. But when it becomes really crystal clear that that's not going to happen and it's not really worth putting more time, energy, or money into it, I believe we have to go through a certain mourning in terms of the death of a relationship or the death of a dream. I've had businesses that um, my first business, which was making custom hardwood furniture, I was a good craftsman, but eventually I had to realize that, first of all, I wasn't making any money at it because I was doing one-off custom designs, and there really almost needs to be production work to sustain that unless you're charging real high-end prices, which I wasn't. And also the fact that I was in my woodworking shop and I just was alone all day. I'm too extroverted. I'm too gregarious. I want to be out in the world. So closing down my woodworking business, it was both liberating and sad because the dream of that being part of my identity, of that being a viable way to, to earn what in Buddhist philosophy is termed right livelihood, I had to let that dream die. And um, yeah, there was some sadness associated with it. Oftentimes though, when something dies, it actually helps propel our growth forward. So when things in my garden die, or the bugs get them, or it's just I've harvested uh, the vegetables, the remaining plant material goes on the compost pile. And that compost pile, after a while, then fertilizes the growth of the next season. So how do we compost our mistakes, our failures, the relationships that didn't work out, the business ideas that just didn't fly? Can we see those as valuable learning, sort of psychological nutrients for our future growth? And I think the last area is this idea that yes, Um, I am going to leave this physical world. It may be sudden, in which case I might not have but a few seconds warning. Or it could be just a long, long road. It could be the news of a diagnosis, which has major implications in terms of being life-threatening or terminal. And all of these situations require us to sort of face the reality of, do we have a legacy? Is that important to us? Is just being a good person, doing good work, and contributing to the overall good of our families, our communities, our environment, and the planet, is that going to be something that we're going to feel comfortable with? Thinking about that, then how do we use that as a lens to really focus our time and our energy. No one on their deathbed that I'm aware of ever says, you know what, I should have spent more time in the office. No. So how do we not get swept along in the sort of invisible or unconscious workaholic drive that somehow if we work harder instead of smarter, then somehow we will get some sort of reward or release, and then we find ourselves on the hamster wheel. I think about this partly because of where I'm at in the overall arc of my lifespan, and I see at this point, I actually had a vision of going through time, and then there was this split where my body just sort of faded down and away, and my spirit rose up and forward. Now, that's just the vision that came to me, but I would invite you to think about this and to actually feel about this in terms of what does death mean in terms of your ability to live well. Well, thanks for listening to this heavy-duty topic, and um, I look forward to our next conversation. This concludes another episode of the Holistic Work podcast series. If you're interested in this and other archived podcasts, they are available wherever you get your podcasts or at businesscultureconsultants.com. You're also welcome to email me at flip.brown@icloud.com. at icloud.com. This has been a production of Business Culture Consultants at Star Farm Studios in Burlington, Vermont. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Flip Brown, and may your awesome potential continue to unfold at work, in your life, and through your positive contributions to the world. Until the next time we cast another pod, be safe and strong.